All right, let's get to a story that caught my attention at globalnews.ca. Corona patients are being flipped onto their stomachs in the ICU. Here to give us the skinny on exactly why you would flip someone on their stomach, Thomas Pereno, who is a respiratory therapist working at St. Michael's Hospital, comes uh, on the program. Welcome to, to the show. It's good to have you on. Hi, Kelly. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Now, we're seeing some intensive care unit doctors are putting COVID patients on their belly, presumably to help them breathe. Can you explain the rationale behind this? Yeah, absolutely. So prone positioning is actually not a new technique that's been used in intensive care patients, uh, specifically those with developing severe hypoxemia. It's been studied for over 20 years now, and it wasn't until more recently, almost it doesn't seem as recent anymore, but 2013, there was a study published that sort of addressed all the previous issues of previous studies, and what they found was a significant reduction in the ICU and and, uh, 90-day mortality when they were placing patients early in the course of severe ARDS, which is acute respiratory distress syndrome, which many of these COVID-19 patients in ICU are developing. They were placing them on their belly, and the reason is because what most people don't know, and again, normal healthy people don't need to worry about starting to sleep on on their belly, but we have more tissue in the backside of our lungs Okay, so when you lie a patient on a vent, when someone's on a ventilator and we've taken over their work of breathing, they're not using the respiratory muscles like the diaphragm the same. So air doesn't enter those regions as easily and then you can get collapse in those regions. And when you have collapse in those regions, they don't get as much air and oxygen sent to them. But of course, you still have perfusion of blood. So blood still goes through all your lung tissue. So the whole idea of going onto your belly is that you now release the pressure of lying on your back where you have more lung tissue and then when the ventilator applies the 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 pressure to give you the air and the oxygen it now has more lung to give this volume to and of course where you have more tissue you have more more perfusion so the whole idea is actually just to match the air we're, air and oxygen we're sending into the lung to where there's more blood and more tissue and that's really the simplicity of it and so when people are seeing on the news even in the shots we saw from italy um, you see a lot of patients lying on their belly, um, you know, with their faces down in the pillow. Um, but, but this is why. It's really to improve oxygenation so that oxygen gets to all the tissues, including the brain and, and the heart, and that uh, we avoid these uh, severe uh, hypoxemic uh, conditions. So how much of this has to do with gravity? It might sound like a simple question, but... Yeah, no, so it actually, a lot of it is the gravitational forces of just perfusion and the fact that, so when a normal person lies on their back and they have a functioning diaphragm, they will still pull air into their into their back, which we call the dorsal lung regions, which just because they're along the back. And it's not an issue. But again, when you take away someone's effort to breathe, and the reason why we do that is because patients, when they're working hard to breathe, they use a lot of oxygen. Your muscles, your respiratory muscles use a lot of oxygen. So by taking away their work and taking over the work, they stop using that diaphragm and they stop pulling air into that region. So it becomes a gravitational thing because they're literally lying on their lower parts of their lungs. So because of that gravity, and also when they get fluids due to, you know, any hypotension they may have, a lot of that fluid will gravitationally sort of go down to the dorsal lung regions that they're lying on. So by turning them over, you do shift that gravity and the pressures outside the lung and allow the lung to expand better. I understand that the lung injury and damage caused by COVID-19, it's not equally distributed throughout the lung. Can you explain why this is worrying and a a real challenge when dealing with COVID-19 patients? Yeah, the biggest concern with this, so we call this heterogeneous lung uh, disease. So it just means that the lungs don't act homogeneously. So when we apply pressure to a patient's lungs, we want to expand the lung at uh, at an equal rate. 
So we want all the lung units to open equally. When one opens more than the other, it causes increased strain to that region of the lung. So the more heterogeneous your lung is, the more likely you're going to cause injuries to areas that are more healthy and more compliant, like a nice a balloon that's easy to open. And then you're going to, you know, you may not even ventilate some of the areas that are collapsed. So you, you put some regions of the lung at higher risk than the others. And actually, the prone position is one way to more homogenize the volume that we're delivering the patients because we have more tissue that can participate in that homogenous process. Um, so that's why we do it. And in terms of timing, uh, what most people may not realize is, okay, so you, do you turn them over for a couple of hours? The evidence suggests greater than 12 hours of duration on their belly. And in fact, that recent study that I mentioned from 2013, they spent 16 hours on their chest. That was the protocol. And on average, they spent 17 hours. So some patients actually spent more time on their belly. And then we turn them back onto their back for about eight hours, provided it's tolerated. And the reason is just to relieve, relieve some of the swelling that can occur when you're lying. When you have a patient who's sort of passively breathing and, and or heavily sedated, a lot of edema can occur. And we just need to sort Where of... Where would the edema up. occur? Generally, it'll happen... Um, I mean, it'll happen all over, but particularly in the face or around the mouth and sometimes around the eyes. So when they're in the position, we do try our best to make sure there's no pressure directly on the eyes uh, to eliminate any, any issues that may occur there. And then we monitor the endotracheal tube, which is the, the breathing tube that they have in to make sure it's not applying any specific pressure to areas of the lip when they swell. So, yeah. You mentioned these people are sedative. So yeah. um, I know people are pretty heavy when they're sleeping. Um, how many people are needed in, you know, you're working around tubes and things to flip someone? Yeah, so generally most hospital policies will have a minimum of five people required to do this procedure. So one and sometimes, so five to six people, sometimes one or two people at the head of the bed. Um, so standing right at the top of the bed where the, where the patient's head is and holding the endotracheal tube is usually the respiratory therapist. They're the ones that operate the, the, the ventilators as well. So they're the ones holding the tube at the head of the bed. And then we have uh, usually two nurses, sometimes um, nursing assistants or aides in, within, the, within the ICU on either side. So two Two people on either side of the bed and one or two people at the head of the bed. Um, however, the ProSeva study that I mentioned earlier, I may not have mentioned it was called ProSeva, but that study in 2013, they did publish a video online showing how they did it, and they did it with three people. So mm -hmm. I've actually been promoting and telling a lot of people that, you know, if, if we get strapped for resources, we shouldn't be so fixated on, oh, we have to have six people. Of course, the larger the patient is, the more safer it is to do with multiple people. But if you have a patient who may not be too challenging to put onto their side, it is possible to do with three people. But ideally five or six. You can understand why uh, the need for PPE is super important. I mean, you Absolutely. guys are literally touching these people. Uh, a British doctor, he, he uh, produced this video, and it's his take on the breathing method. It's gone viral. He posted it on YouTube, and he said anybody with COVID-19 symptoms who may be experiencing trouble breathing should take six deep breaths in and then hold their breath for five seconds before exhaling. And on the six deep breath, he says... Do a big cough and then obviously cover your mouth and then repeat those steps one more time. And after that, he recommends they lie flat on their bellies with a pillow in front of them, taking slightly deeper breaths for the next 10 minutes. Is this something that you would recommend for people with um, COVID-19 symptoms so that they don't, uh, you know, progress to the extreme and severe lung disease? 
So I have, I have seen the video, and I'm not sure the validation of the breathing technique. Having said that, many uh, rehabilitation, there's many COPD rehab type of breathing exercises that are done, and it may reflect some of the exercises that are taught to people to help sort of recruit and open the lung, and I think that's the part of the breathing exercise. Having said that, the, then the, the final part of it where he suggests lying on his belly, absolutely. So what's interesting is what's, what's starting to be increasingly used globally, uh, we have some colleagues in Italy that have described their experience with this, is that patients, when they come into the hospital, they may just be receiving oxygen therapy, uh, either through nasal cannula or through a mask, and we're asking the patients, this is before they get an endotracheal tube, a breathing tube, we're asking them to try to self-prone. So we will encourage them to lie in their belly in the emergency department even. Um, so th this is a common thing to have someone lie on their belly. The breathing exercises are probably a lot easier to do early on when people are you know, experiencing a little bit of shortness of breath. So I don't, I don't deny that that would be a useful technique. I'm just not familiar if whether or not the breathing part, the six breaths, et cetera, with the cough, if that's a validated yeah. method to help open and recruit the lungs. But I mean, there's certainly no harm in what I saw, what he was describing. And the lying on the belly for sure uh, is something that when, if someone comes into emergency department, more and more institutions are probably going to ask patients to start trying to do this.